Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I think it's helpful to remember that when we're avoiding conflict, we're also avoiding intimacy. That there's like a kind of a certain depth that we're not going to if we're trying not to talk about anything that we find difficult. So to try and find a way to just gently go there a little bit when time, when things are good, will ensure that there is an actual depth to your relationship that will kind of keep it healthy for, for a long time. Welcome to Honesty Box, where we find the answers to the questions you thought were off limits. Hello, I'm Alex Beard and welcome back to Honesty Box at The Balance Club, where we ask the questions that you want the answers to, no judgement and no topic is off limits. As always, if you'd like to submit your own question for the series, you can do so anonymously at www.thebalance.club. Just click on the podcast option and a question box will pop up for you. Today is the second episode in our mini-series about relationships and we're discussing The Pandemic Has Killed My Marriage. I don't mind saying that the pandemic and all the stresses that came with it has felt like my relationship has been in something of a vice, slowly cranking up the pressure as the months have passed. We are a couple that normally lead very independent lives, so this time has been hard. We've muddled through, we will be okay, but to say this past year has been easy on our marriage would be a lie, and I know I'm not alone in this, so to talk more about this I'm joined by Catherine Topham-Sly. Catherine is a BACP accredited therapist and expert in relationships after kids. She supports individuals and couples to resolve resentments, improve communication and enjoy more intimacy through therapy, coaching and online courses. You can find Catherine on Instagram and Facebook at insight and connection where you can find details of her free guide to preventing and resolving resentment and her contented relationship challenge question that we've pulled out of the box today which obviously been submitted by a real person anonymously is the pandemic has killed my marriage has the pandemic caused more breakups do you think Definitely the pandemic has had a massive, massive impact on our relationships. Yeah, I don't know whether statistics are out yet about whether there has actually been a a spike in breakups, but for sure, I mean, I and every other couples therapist I know has seen a huge uptick in demand in recent months. We've just all been under so much pressure, haven't we? You know, coping with huge amounts of uncertainty and anxiety and And all of this does have an impact on your relationship, of course. How does that play out then? Because, you know, your other half is your support, but then also that can manifest the pressure that you feel they're also your punching bag in a way, for want of a better phrase. Yeah, I mean, it so often happens that way, doesn't it? That they're the person who's there for you to lean on, but also they're the nearest person when things are tough. And the thing that's been so difficult recently is just having that support network taken from us. 
And you know, there's a really common saying in people, especially with young children, that it takes a village to raise a child. But you know what, it takes a village to support a marriage. It's really, really tough to be in that situation where we kind of need to lean on each other for everything, where we don't have those opportunities to go off and have fun with our friends and to vent about things that are frustrating us. There's just, there's so much that we get from our community that only when it's taken from us do we realise how much it's supporting us to be there for our partners. So are you surprised then that you have seen this sort of uptake in in couples struggling a bit? No, I'm not surprised at all. I think um, one of the biggest things that causes problems in relationships is stress. If you think about the happiest times in relationships and the worst ones, there's so often external circumstantial factors. And the thing about stress is that most couples are made up of two people who deal with stress differently. So there's usually one who tends to seek togetherness with their partner when they feel under stress and one who tends to seek space. So in straight couples, I mean, it's not always this way, but it's most often tends to be the woman who who kind of tends to reach for her partner more and the man who prefers to be alone in order to process things. So the stress that we've been under in the last year has just just made that pattern come up for so many people. And that kind of, um, the, you know, being in this pressure cooker where you're in the home together all the time and not being able to get that space from each other, it just puts so much extra pressure on. And then it's harder to get the distance that we need in order to have a bit of perspective and, you know, just like to miss each other, to be able to go off and do different things and come back and be pleased to see each other. That's a massive loss to not have that. I don't, I mean, I, I'm only speaking for myself. I don't think I ever realised how important not being with my other half was because you don't you don't notice the time apart being important when because it's just naturally built into your rhythm isn't it in day-to-day life pre-pandemic you going to work you going seeing friends it's just the part of the natural rhythm of your relationship suddenly when that's taken away you're like why do I crave being away from you so much and then when you fit you think that you instantly feel guilty because you haven't recognised that need in you before. Yeah. You've never put a label on it. Yeah, and then you think that it's something bad when actually lockdown is really not the natural environment for a couple. It's it's not what we signed up for and it's absolutely okay to find it tough or to hate it. You know, it doesn't mean that you hate your partner if you hate being with them 24-7. It's, it's not normal. It's not what we wanted and... If you're if you're feeling that stress and that guilt and that worry about it, I think it's it's helpful to recognise that it's not what any of us signed up for. I mean, none of us saw this coming, and it, it's not your fault, and it's definitely not just you if you feel that way. And actually, sometimes it can be helpful in a couple to have that conversation because it can kind of become the elephant in the room. There's lots of things that happen between couples that are actually patterns that we get into. And when we can talk about the pattern and describe it as something that kind of exists outside of ourselves. So rather than saying like, you did that and then you did that, to sort of notice like, have you noticed how sometimes when I do this thing, then it seems like you do this other thing and then I do this other thing and then there we go round again. To kind of externalise it like that can be really helpful to take that sting out of it. So actually being able to say to your partner, like, this has been really tough, hasn't it? 
can kind of dial down that tension when before that you might be in a place of thinking oh what does this mean I feel so angry with them I feel annoyed all the time I just want them to go away but actually to recognize that you're in it together you can kind of laugh about it and realize like of course we feel like this who wouldn't feel like this this is hard but I, I mean, I can see why people might, you know, in the heat of the moment, you're like, this is not the time to be discussing it. And then, you know, the heat and the moment dies away. And then you're like, oh, everything's okay now. I don't want to discuss that anymore. I don't want to bring that into the room because we're okay at the moment. And then you sort of, it kind of gets pushed away and you kind of forget about it until the next time. And and, and the the pattern repeats itself, I guess. Yeah, it's a really tough one, isn't it? To kind of lean into having these conversations I think it's helpful to remember that when we're avoiding conflict we're also avoiding intimacy that there's like a kind of a certain depth that we're not going to if we're trying not to talk about anything that we find difficult so to try and find a way to just gently go there a little bit when time when things are good will ensure that there is an actual depth to your relationship that will kind of keep it healthy for for a long time there are those couples out there, I know they exist, my parents are one, who've utterly thrived in their sort of prisoning together. Mm, there are. <laughs> and you go, yeah, and, and so what's the difference there? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because there's just so many factors that make up a couple and what makes them happy together. You know, you've got each of their individual personalities plus all the dynamics that play out between us. So, you know, lots of very introverted people have found so much to enjoy in the last year. So if you've got a couple where they're both introverts and they've managed to kind of get a good routine going at home. And also there's just so many different circumstances, aren't there? Like people who are used to working from home, um, have got a very different situation you know how much space we have if you live in a bigger house and you're able to get a bit of space from each other it's very different to if you're both battling over the kitchen table do you think this lockdown situation and spending this you know much more intense time together is it highlighting old problems in relationships or creating new ones or is it a mixture of the two that's such a good question and I think that's a question that lots of couples are really grappling with at the moment it's like how do we know how can we work it out whether you know when the stress hits and you start fighting more or really feeling like you're not getting on well it it's hard to tell whether it, it I mean for most of us it's probably a mix of the two um I think a good way to think about it is actually we don't really need to know the answer to where it came from to just see it as an opportunity like I know that's a really hard thing to do when things are really stressful but we are where we are we've realized what we've realized about how we feel about each other you know let's do what we can now especially as we're coming out of lockdown to start to improve the situation but also if this has uncovered things in our relationship then maybe this is a great opportunity to have a look at them and to think a bit about am I getting what I need from this relationship am I expressing my needs clearly and directly are we having conversations about that is there stuff that maybe I, you know, there are some things we do need to be able to just let things go, of course. Everybody has annoying habits. And if we pick up on every little thing, then it's not going to be helpful, is it? You know, we do need to have a bit of balance with how much we're addressing things. But if this situation has made you realise something about how you support each other, how, you, how you're there for each other, or differences in your values, your long-term goals, things that you want from each other or from your life then it's a good opportunity to talk through that stuff and to to make the changes that you want. 
Have you seen any common sticking points? One that I've seen discussed amongst my friends and actually written about quite a lot, especially on social media, um, as something that has been raised since the pandemic is the division of labour. That is one that I see talked about a lot as a sticking point for many couples. Yeah, this is massive. Um, it's, a, it's a big, big problem. I think it's been interesting for people of our generation who are bringing up kids now that we had a relatively equal uh, experience of being in our relationships up until the point where we had children. And then most of us find in straight relationships that we have quite different expectations to each other once we become parents that are quite surprising. And most couples do slip into a more traditional balance of roles than they expected to. You know, most women find that they feel much more drive to nurture than they expected to. Obviously, not all women, we're all different, but most men find that they find much more drive to provide. And so this division happens. And especially when under stress, that division can be very strong. We tend to go back to our most sort of earliest ways of being under stress. And then this pandemic has hit and it's almost like that doubled over or 10 times over, you know, so many couples finding like, what is going on here? I feel like we've gone back to the 50s because without childcare, without school, all that, those kind of, without grandparents, uh, you know, all the support networks that we usually have, there's so much more that needs to be done, all the domestic stuff and the childcare. And so many women have been picking that up. And where there have been job losses, they've been more common in women. Or where you've got a scenario where one partner is the breadwinner, then the couples have tended to find themselves in a situation where the breadwinner, and obviously, you know, in our culture, the breadwinner still tends to be the male in straight relationships. So then couples are finding themselves in a situation where, well, she's saying, well, yeah, my work is more flexible than yours. So I guess I am going to have to take the backseat or he's putting that pressure on like well I can't get out of this meeting so it's kind of exacerbating things that have already been there but a little bit more subtly because at least other people could could pick up some of the slack. It's very easy then to see how resentment could be an emotion that crops its head up there. Yeah definitely resentment is a, a big thing that comes up in relationships and resentment is a really interesting one because I think it's still a bit of a taboo. We've got a bit of a feeling that you shouldn't feel resentful or that if there's some there's some kind of issue about it. I think it's quite, you know, all of our feelings are messengers about what we need. That's how we know all the time what we need. It's just based on the feelings that are coming up for us. And resentment is actually no different, but it can be quite a difficult one to untangle and to talk about because nobody wants to hear, I resent you, that you know that can quite often bring up some quite defensive feelings so what I always recommend to people is to you know whenever you find yourself having any strong emotion but particularly when it comes to resentment to stop and think what is it that I need in this situation because when when we're resentful we're quite often focused on how it's all right for the other person you know we get this feeling of like it's all right for you you're getting what you want and need so stop and turn inwards and think well what do I want and need and what can we do in order that I can get more of that Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. For people who you know, have, because this says it has killed my marriage, it sounds quite final. You know, has the pressure of the pandemic just been a catalyst for relationships that might not have lasted forever anyway? Has it really just sped up something that could have taken a few more years to play out? Yeah, certainly. I think for a lot of couples that may well be the case. Um, to any couple who's really in a in a really difficult place, I would I would recommend to them that they reach out and get some support because you know long long lasting relationships do go through crises as well. It's just that they find a way to work through them. So I think it's always worth trying to investigate what is going on here. What do we both need? Are we being open and honest about what those needs are and seeing if we can find a way to get them met? Um, and, then, and finding out, you know, feeling really, really clear about what's going on before you make any permanent decisions about your future. I'm always really mindful and, I, and you know, I obviously completely support and, and think that external help is, is beneficial, but it's not always open to everybody financially. Beyond paid help, what other resources would you recommend to people who find themselves in that position but find that they can't afford perhaps that external help? Yeah, it is difficult. It is expensive. I mean, there are low cost services available in some areas, so it's always worth investigating. There's also lots of therapists who, if you contact them and explain your situation, will offer you a discount. So it's worth looking into, even if at first sight it appears to be out of reach. Um, But there are other things available like online courses. Um, There are some amazing, really helpful books based in loads of research into how to have a great relationship. You know, even just following therapists on social media, you can pick up lots of tips. So there is lots of stuff out there. So do you think relationships can bounce back from pandemic fatigue if people feel they're at that kind of crisis point now? Is there Mm -hmm. hope? Definitely, yeah, I think they can bounce back because I think the part that is circumstantial is changing. Um, It does get so much easier once you can have that little bit more space from each other. Couples that I'm working with at the moment have really been saying, you know, things are starting to improve. It feels so much better. Just small things are making a really big difference. Um, And then also if you just take that opportunity to really think about what it all means and what you've learnt from it, then there can actually be a deepening. You know, whenever a couple goes through a really hard time together, it doesn't, you know, sometimes we go through hard times in life that just have to be endured, but often we can learn a lot from them. And if you look at it like that, you might find that once things get a bit easier, you you might have kind of learnt something about each other and what you need from each other to deepen your connection so you think there'll be lasting effects on our relationship from the pandemic all of them positive you think there'll be some negatives as well 
I think it's it's certainly possible for there to be negatives as well. Yeah, it's difficult. You kind of um, you can't unsee what you've seen, have you? And you know, even from the from the very minor things to the much bigger things. You know, people reporting things like. I didn't know what my partner was like at work because they always went off and did it at work. And then suddenly I can hear them in the other room and there's this kind of other persona. And I'm like, who is this person? You know, things like that. They do have a lasting impact because you're seeing things differently to how you did before. And some of that is going to be positive and some of it is going to be discombobulating and difficult to work through. I've read a couple of stories like that and I just think, I don't know how I would... I don't know how I would cope with that. I'm grateful that my husband, a firefighter, leaves the house because if I suddenly discovered he didn't know how to hold a hosepipe and he was an utterly useless firefighter, it would change my perspective on him. And I don't know how I would compute that with the man that I love. Yeah, I mean, it really highlights how we see certain facets of each other, doesn't it? You know, you, we, all of us, we have different... I mean, masks probably sounds a bit too strong a word, but those different sides of us that we have in different places, we are different with different people. And even those people that we're closest to, they don't get to see all those sides of us most of the time. And that is one of the things that's been strangest about this, to get to see more of those sides of each other and sometimes really uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah, uncomfortable is exactly (laughs) I think the appreciation, like you say, that analogy of it takes a village to raise, you know, to raise the children, but the support of a marriage that you were perhaps, well, I certainly was, not aware of I didn't realize that there was a support network for my marriage it was just I was unconscious to it but having it stripped away as that slowly comes back in again will people's relationships again unconsciously just start to feel a bit more fluid a bit more relaxed yeah I think for a lot of people they will Um, that in itself can also be challenging though you know some couples have found it much easier for it to just be the two of them and to not have to deal with all the challenges that come along with you know when are we going to see your family and when are we going to see mine and going out late drinking coming back late you know there's there's a lot of challenges of actually having a normal life out in the world that couples have had a break from too are there is this an opportunity to put boundaries in or is you know have we really just got to kind of slink back to our old ways i think it's a really great opportunity that we've got at the moment that i think probably what most of us will do is to just gradually slide back into our old ways with most things but if there are things that you've noticed about how you're living your life how you're living how your relationship is where those boundaries are for you and you think i don't want to go back to the way we were before with those things then i would definitely always recommend having conversations about that and this could be a really good opportunity to put boundaries in because it can be hard sometimes when things are just the way they are this is how we always do things but when you have a bit of a break that can be a really good time to say like should we reassess this it all sounds very kind of positive but in practice and I'm not speaking about my own family here but let's say like you know a couple that have thrived in lockdown they're introverts they've done quite well having some distance between family but the world is opening up you know granny and grandma expect that to slip back to how it was before how do you put those boundaries in without it being offensive to the people who are expecting you to be back in their lives in the way that they were before yeah it's it's a really difficult one especially when it comes to in-laws I think the first thing about this is making sure that you're on the same page as a couple and that can be really difficult but starting from the point of 
agreeing that you have the same ultimate goal can be really helpful you know it's really what's what do we agree on about this it's really important that we're respectful to everyone involved that everybody you know nobody's boundaries get crossed talking about it from that angle first of all and then going into talking about the detail and then you know we can state our needs in a way that is direct and respectful just speaking from our own personal experience you know this is what's right for me and sometimes people are going to be offended even if we put things in a way that is is just a healthy boundaried way and then it's about managing that you know about being able to say you know not not be too uh, not feel like you need to move your position too much just because somebody's upset but to be able to say to them i understand that you're upset this is my decision you know that that people being upset about things doesn't always need to mean that then the boundary gets moved or that a big drama happens about it that you know people get disappointed that's life isn't it very true so my final question is for anyone out there who feels like they've reached the natural end of their relationship as a result of the pandemic they're just at their wits end and they don't see a way out of it um what would you say to them you know the world is slowly opening up again should they hold on i think it's impossible really to give blanket advice because we only ever really know for ourselves what's right for us, don't we? Having said that, I wouldn't ever recommend making a life-changing decision in the middle of a crisis or a very stressful time. So I think if you can manage to hold on a little bit longer to just see how things feel once everything starts to get a bit more normal, it's probably worth doing it just in order to get that bit more information um, And then also to think through what you can do. You know, most of us didn't have the best models for relationships when we were growing up. We haven't had any training in how to do it. You know, we we undergo years of training to do our jobs. And then we our relationships really are the key determinant of how happy and well we feel in our lives, our kind of sense of satisfaction with our lives. Our relationships not just with our partners but with our family and friends you know they really matter so much and we somehow expect ourselves to just know how to do a good job of them without any of that kind of input so i think to consult an expert if you're able to definitely is the best thing to do in order to know that you've given it the absolute best shot and then if you make the decision that it's it's not right and it's time to end it then at least you know that you you gave it its best chance while you could and then you can walk away feeling a kind of bit more inner peace about it. Thank you, Catherine. It was a pleasure to chat to you and there's definitely some great advice for everyone in there. As always, thank you for listening and we'll see you back here next week. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.